Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know, that's not just Corey. <laughs> that is the Corey, according to himself. <laughs> Why is that going to let me down? So, pre-show, we tried recording this, and uh, yeah, I refer to myself as the Corey. The Corey. So, uh, before we get started, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for letting us gather here tonight and spread your word, Lord. Lord, thank you for blessing this ministry. Thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you for every blessing that you've put in our life, Lord. Lord, I pray that you bless the encounter this weekend. I pray that you lead us to the man that you need us to lead us to, and you give us the words and the actions that we need to say and speak so that these men can be a follower of you, Lord. I ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So for where we get started tonight, I want to go through some <coughs> announcements, um, some housekeeping things. So for any of those who have not been following, Ryan and I officially got the studio delivered. Um, we have been working hard on that, um, but we have gotten the installation up 90% uh, done, mm -hmm. and we are chiseling away at this task. We are hoping to get into this building sooner rather than later. Uh, but we want to thank each one of you um, for those who sponsored our ministry and for those who uh, poured into us. We, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, we want to encourage any of you listening that want to pour into our ministry. We ask um, that you do so. We, uh, we do have donation links of charity that you can put um, on, our, on our stream. You can see it in the description. But uh, Ryan and I have officially did the paperwork. We are becoming official business. Yes. Um, that is in the works, of course, that will have to be permitted and whatnot through the states and the government. And uh, But we will become, if all is approved, a 501 or a 501C. It's not a 503C, it's a 501, which means that we are a nonprofit organization uh, for religious activities, but we are not a tax deductible. So we... A little bit of tax code but we have filed the paperwork we're just waiting to get all the ducks in a row to get all those official permits and everything we also have shirts on the way they're in the works right now um, yep so uh, yeah there's definitely some good things coming out of our ministry and we want to thank each and every one of you for your support and your continued listen um, and giving us your ears and being great stewardships of your time and listening to our show Tonight we are um, we're doing a really good topic. Um, Ryan and I really really enjoy this topic. Uh, for those um, who aren't familiar, the encounter. This is this is a encounter session. Uh, we're not going to spool all the the things here, but this this session title is called "The Works of the Enemy." Mm -hmm. And uh, Ryan and I have heard this session and we have taught <coughs> this session. Uh, but our notes are very slim tonight because I we, have not taught this session. Oh, well, Ryan has not taught this session. I actually have not taught this session personally, but I definitely been to enough encounters that I've heard it enough. I believe I could teach it. Uh, but uh, our notes are pretty slim tonight because we um, are leaning on the Lord tonight. But uh, we definitely are confident that the Lord's going to give us the words to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, Ryan, go ahead and kind of get us started with. The works of the enemy. What 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 is the works of the enemy? What 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 am I talking about when I say the works of the enemy? Well, in uh, John ten, verse ten, 
It says, The thief comes to only steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life, have it to full. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to tear down whatever God is building up. He wants to um, not limit. What word am I thinking of, Corey? I, I don't know. Limit is a pretty good word because he wants to limit your capabilities with Christ. He wants to limit your relationship with Christ. He wants to tear down. I mean, there, there's a ton of things that the enemy wants to do, but I, I limit is a good word. I, I don't know exactly what word you're looking for, but... Uh, Not prohibit. Um, to put off... I I don't know. I don't know. It'll come to me later. It'll come to him. It'll come to him. Later. It will be tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. He'll text me tonight, and he'll be like, oh, that word was, and we'll, of course, <laughs> it'll be long gone. But, uh... Well, anyway, um... Like you were saying earlier before this show, the devil doesn't have any authority. He only has the authority that we give him in our life. So I want to caveat that because the enemy can have power. It can have authority. The enemy has no power under the Word of God. Mm -hmm. But if you take the Word of God out and you take Christianity out and you take being a follower of Christ out, the enemy then becomes... A powerful entity so we we like to underestimate the enemy um, one of the things is yes we all know the enemy is a punk but we sometimes we let in um, footholds into our life mm -hmm. that we allow we allow the enemy to come in and open the door right and then you you see these people who they're fully controlled by the enemy right and they wonder why. They don't know they, how to get out. Yeah, they don't know how, and they don't know how they the got reason, there. The reason they're in the position they're in is because they're allowing it to happen. They're, they're leaving the doors open. They're not taking control and shutting the doors in their life. So, like we said, the Lord the Lord has complete and utter control of, of this life. Mm -hmm. And the Lord gives you, I like to think of it as a deadbolt door. Okay? The Lord gives you the tools necessary to keep the enemy out. We just have to put them to use. We have to put them to use, right? So if you just leave your door wide open. And put the tools to the side. You and know? that devil is doing you no good. You, you can see how someone can gain control of your home. Just like yeah. how the enemy you're letting can it, You're allowing it to happen. You're right. sitting back and watching it happen. So you have to be a good steward of what the Lord gives you, right? So he gives you the tools necessary to fight the enemy's games. And those who don't believe that you're going to be attacked by the enemy, Jesus Christ was attacked by the enemy. He was tempted. He yeah. was tempted. And, and the you know enemy, how he broke the temptation, though? How he countered it? He spoke the truth, the truth yeah. of the word, yes. But uh, the if you think that you're stronger than Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, mean, I think you've got something rude coming to you. You know, didn't the Beatles say they were more famous than Jesus one time? Like it was a long time ago. You know, I I never much cared for the Beatles. I, I never listened I mean, to them. I just heard that before. I don't know. I something. Um, I hate using the word. This is a secular word. The word hunch. Okay. As Christians, we know that to be the Holy Spirit, right? Discerning spirits. Yeah. Right. But in the secular worldly terms, they use it as a hunch. Right. I'll have a hunch that this. You know. But I would I would say, even pre. Uh, having a relationship with Christ, I had a hunch that the Beatles were bad. I, I don't know. Like, I just, they gave me eerie feelings that I just could not shake when I heard or listened to them or saw them. Or You know, I don't know any of their songs. If I heard one, I'd probably know it, but I didn't know, I didn't know it was by them. Yeah, and I would say probably the same. Um, of course, I 
was in band and I did music, so I know a lot of their music. I know a lot of their songs, um, but yeah, I uh, I just never really enjoyed their music. I, for me, I, I know I, I've I am a music junkie. For those who know me, music is in my life all the time, and and I like multiple genres of music. Um, I'm kind of like Ryan on some days. I like that uh, church thumping music, um, that Lecrae, that rap. And then a lot of other times, um, I like bluegrass. I like I like a lot of other music genres. I mix it up every now and then too. Um, I've never liked country too much, but that's a different story for a different day. I I, feel I grew like, up listening to country, and I don't, I, I don't care for it anymore. I just think every country song is literally about women drinking or trucks. Not every country song. <laughs> so, there there can be Christian country songs. So, but you know. I've always looked to be fulfilled by music, and I've always enjoyed music. But, mm-hmm. you know, nothing gives me joy like listening to Christian music, listening to The Fix or listening to uh, the American Family Radio. You know, what's yeah. crazy is whenever you turn the radio on and the song that's playing relates to you at that moment it, in your life. That's always me. That's always <laughs> me. I, the Lord works through me through music. But uh, anytime, you know... I feel like a lot of people kind of get uh, discouraged or they get get angry, I guess, that there's some preachers that won't preach. You know, they'll be in so engulfed in worship that sermon doesn't happen that day. And and at our church, we that have, happens like every other yeah, week. Yeah, well, I was going to say we have a lot of Sundays that where worship is so strong and so um, surrounding everything that we don't make it to a lesson. We don't make it to a sermon. We go to Grace Community Fellowship in Golden if no one knows. <laughs> So that way, if you want to come and... You, you can join us on a Sunday or Wednesday night. <laughs> if you want to come hate on us in person, that's where we are. <laughs> but uh, I really I really find those sermons, if you want to call it worship, I really find those the most powerful times. You know, God when, can do do more in that little amount of time right there than an hour and a half or two hours of preaching. And he can do more in that 15 minutes of worship than we can in our whole lives. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, some of the things that we've seen get delivered and people get... I get the uh, most out of those. For sure. Time. Yeah. For sure. So, I, for me, I, like I said, I'm a, mu- I'm a music junkie. But uh, I want to kind of um, touch base here on how the enemy works. Because if you don't know how you're getting attacked, it's impossible to defend against mm-hmm. it. Right? So... You gotta know where the where your guards down at. You gotta know yeah. where your guards down at, but you also gotta know what the weapons that the enemy brings, right? So, mm-hmm. I believe the enemy only has two weapons. Um, he only has two tools in his tool belt, and that is deceit and doubt. So he's either going to just like he did to Jesus in the wilderness. He tried to turn the word of God just enough that it was deceiving. You know, he he used scripture against Jesus Christ. He tried to, his interpretation of it was... Right, but he just turned it just enough that it was hazed over. He told the truth, but not the full truth. Withholding information, but he deceived. He deceived, he tried to deceive Jesus Christ, right? And the only other tool that Satan has is doubt. So the people who, I, I can speak to this myself, you know, the worst temptations I ever got, the worst attacks I've ever gotten from the enemy, is when I was in ministry. When I was living for the world, when I was not doing right, when I was drinking, mm-hmm. when I was raising Cain, I was... You're not so, a threat to him at that I point. I wasn't a threat, yeah. so he never had to 
you know, he never had to tempt me with things that I was already doing. If the devil's right. attacking you, you're doing something right. Right, you know right. Saying? And we talked about this in a previous episode, but, you know, knowing if you're saved or not, being able to discern whether right or wrong, you're you're a lot closer than you think, right? And that's where doubt, um, the enemy tries to make you doubt your salvation. He makes you try to doubt that what you're doing is what the Lord wants you to be doing. He makes you, he just wants you to start having self-doubt because if you self-doubt yourself, then he don't have to do the work. You're doing yeah. it for him. You know, you're doing, you're doing his bidding for him. But uh, at a root, I think that's the only two tools that the enemy has. Now, even at one point in my life, I was doubting my salvation. I didn't know if I was saved. I didn't know if I had the Holy Spirit or anything. And then I, w- I texted somebody, maybe Grant, I don't know. Um, I told him that, and at one encounter, I walked up to Tony. I was like, hey, I don't know if I have the Holy Spirit or not because I've never fell out in the Spirit. I've never done this, this, and this, never spoken in tongues. And he prayed over me. You know, it just fell on top of me. I felt it. And, you know, that proved that you don't have to fall out. You don't have to speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit or be saved. You know what I'm saying? But you also, you, that was the trap that the enemy was trying to get you He was into. lying to me and making me doubt it. Right. Yeah. And, and see, the enemy doesn't attack you when you're together with your brothers in Christ and your sisters in Christ. It's when you're alone He and, tries and to pull thoughts. you aside. Yep, alone. And he works in your, your mind. Yeah. That's his battleground is your mind. So what he does is he'll pull you aside and he'll deceive you to say, you're the only person who goes through this. You're the only person who has these problems. You're the only person who is not righteous. You're the only person who does these things. Mm-hmm. You're the only sinner in this room. See, he, he deceives you, but then he makes those doubting, you know, he, he works those hand in hand. He's putting those thoughts of doubt into your head where you're like, well, am I saved? Am I doing the right thing for God? Am I doing the ministry right? Am I where I need to be? Um, and uh, here, here's a thing. I'm not saying you should never question anything. Okay, uh, we're not saying that you should never. Deconstruction is good at some point. You should never discern, right? You should you should always be discerning. But again, a big hint for you is: does this edify and glorify God, or does it edify and glorify me? Because if the answer is it edify and glorifies you, then it's probably not of the Word. It's probably not the Holy Spirit. But if this edify and glorifies God. Then it's most certainly the enemy's not going to give you things that glorify God. That's just not mm-hmm. that's just not how he works, right? Um, but I think we it's so amazing that in some certain circumstances we overestimate Satan, and in most circumstances we like underestimate him. So it's like we <laughs> we put our defenses up on the strong side to win, you know, to our strongest side, and then we we leave our defenses. Weak on our weakest side, and you know. Sometimes we give Satan more credit for things that he didn't do. Right, right. But then sometimes we don't give him enough credit for what he did do. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like it's a. I guess it's catch twenty two. Um, that's just where you have to be really in the Word and really praying catch and 22? fasting. I don't know what that is. You don't know what catch twenty two? No, is? I have no idea. To be honest with you, I don't know what it is either. Um, it so, just sounded cool, so you said it. No, catch twenty two <laughs> is um, I think it's a poker term, and anyone who's smarter than I, so I think it's a blackjack term. So twenty two, of course, is busting. Yeah, it's twenty one trying to hit. So, um, so I think catch twenty two is saying that no matter how you hit, you can't get you. You're gonna lose. Oh, so 
Corey and I are sinners. We play poker. So we have. I've definitely <laughs> have played poker in my life. Um, I do I, play <laughs> poker. It's not a sin to play poker. It's it's a sin if you. That's another episode. Okay. That's another episode. That's because I we 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 disagree on this, but that's another episode. But um, so the Bible, the biblical term for catch twenty two is a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. No matter how you wield the sword, you're gonna get cut. Um, but um, yeah, I. I think you're spot on that sometimes we're like, yeah, that's the enemy, that's the enemy, and it's like, no, that's you being ignorant. You're being stupid. <laughs> you're being ignorant, right? You're, you are practicing ignorancy, you know, as those, as, uh, but I think also, like I said, I, I don't think sometimes we give the, the enemy enough credit, because I think sometimes he does concoct a plan and concocts a trap, and then you entice yourself and you get yourself caught into that trap, and then the enemy makes it think that it was you and your self-doubt. And you, and so you start beating yourself up and saying, well, I did this to myself. I deserve this. I but part, That is true to some extent. We did allow ourselves to get to that point. But I, I definitely think the enemies don't put those doubts in your head, you know, where that you're not worthy. You're not, yeah. you're not, uh, you're not good enough for God. You're not, you know, I definitely think those are now, tools. How do we combat that, Corey? Well, I would certainly say, um, so I dealt with self-worth issues, right? And really what the the biggest thing for me that helped me realize is that every job is important, right? So every calling that God gives in this world is important. So just because your ministry doesn't look like Ron and I's podcast or doesn't look like this or that or anything, right, doesn't mean that you're not important, important in the... A realm of the spiritual realm right um, every single person has talents they have gifts they have things they can bring to the table uh, even in this own ministry um, a lot of my weaknesses are Ryan's strengths and a lot of Ryan's strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa and and that's where I think we really lift each other up but I think combating that is realizing that you bring value to the table and then associating yourself with those who see that value you know, um, there, there's a lot of spiritual gifts, and you don't have to operate just one. You don't have. There's some people who specialize in a gift, and there's mm-hmm. some people who operate in a gift better than other gifts. But uh, we're, you know, the the scripture says we're the hands and feet of Christ, right? But not everyone. This is going to sound crude, but not everyone gets to be a leg. Not everyone gets to be an arm. Maybe a toe. I like to consider myself a butthole. Because I get my hands dirty, right? And I know that sounds crude, but the colon in the body is very important. It, the digestive tract is very important. The brain is very important. If the you're fit, missing one part, you can't function as a whole. The whole body is missing something if you're missing one single part. So, so you're of equal importance. Right. So the fingers, there's fingers of Christ, there's hands of Christ, there's feet of Christ. Everyone has a role in the body of the church, and it, like I said, my comment was kind of crude, but I think it gets the point across that uh, some of us may have less desirable jobs than others, but that doesn't mean that your job is any less important. But it could suit you perfectly. So, and, and that's, a, uh, again, Ryan and I have mentioned this over and over and over again, and that's why we're trying to hit this idea home. Don't compare yourself laterally. Compare yourself to the Father. So your mission on this earth may not look anything like ours. It may 
it may look identical to ours. It, I'm not here to say what your job is in this world. And that's between you and God. That's between you and God, and that's where praying and fasting and getting into this Word and figuring it out, that's where you you can't just it's expect to know what your job is when you have no training. The Scripture is your training guide. It, this is what this is the instruction manual to life. In fact, I've heard it said that Bible means basic instruction before leaving Earth. I've never heard that before. You've never heard That's that. Awesome. So yeah. yeah, so this is literally the instruction manual uh, to how to live your life. So I really thought that was kind of catchy. Um, uh, I've always kind of said that, but uh, your ministry may be, you know. Go into jails, go into churches, go into missionary. I, I can't speak to what your job may be on this earth. But I can tell you Matthew 28, 19 and 20 is our mission statement for this ministry. That's the Great Commission. The Great Commission does not tell women to go, therefore, and teach the nations. It doesn't say men go, therefore, and teach the nations. It don't say children. It don't say men between age 18 to 22. It's, it just says Go. Everybody go. Yeah. Every single person go, right? So I can't tell you what prayer to pray to get your mission revealed to you. I can't tell. But I can tell you this. If you're seeking it, you're on the right track. You're mm -hmm. on the right track. And, and if you would have asked me five years ago, ten years ago, if, if I would have saw myself in ten years being an evangelist on a podcast, I would have told you, absolutely not. I would never have seen it, right? But uh, here we are, right? And we make a joke. Uh, there's a little, a young little lad in our in our church. and uh, Ryder? Ryder, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I uh, Ryder's a cool little dude, but uh, Ryder is quite rambunctious. He, uh, he's pretty hyper. He's pretty, uh, he likes to run around. He's got a lot of energy, right? And our pastor calls him Pastor Ryder. And he says, you know, because I see, uh, Brother Tony says, I see myself in Little Ryder. He said, when I was a kid, I used to run around. I used to raise cane, you know. He said, if you would have asked me back then, if you would have asked anybody in my family if I was going to be a pastor, they would just laughed you out the room, right? <laughs> but he said he sees himself, and, and I, I see myself in Little Ryder. So we all make the joke that Ryder's going to be the next pastor. And I wouldn't doubt it one bit. You know, people speaking, speaking that into his life is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I never saw myself doing this, but now that I'm doing it, I can't see myself not doing it. Uh, I don't know how, how you feel about the situation. Obviously, you keep coming back, so that's, that tells me a little bit. Something's good here. You know? Something's good here. The tea's good. <laughs> the tea's good. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's an inside joke for the encounter. You have to come before we'll tell you that joke. But uh, speaking of the encounter, the North Alabama encounter is it's coming up this week. This coming Friday, so we want you to be in prayer um, as Ryan and I both step out of um, this current ministry and we step into that one, and we're going to be um, a guest into that ministry. But uh, we know the Lord works very good in that ministry. So I enjoy it every time I go. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a reason I keep going back. Right? So, <laughs> the tea's good. Uh, the tea's good. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, that's that's pretty much all I have. I know this is a pretty shorter episode. If you have something else. I, mean, I have more, actually, yeah. So um, <clears throat> you were talking about self-worth issues. Um, 
one way to combat that is to speak truth of your life. What God, what God says about you, speak it out every morning. Every time you wake up, look in the mirror and say it. And that'll get those truths stuck in your mind. It'll take that thought of the negative thought captive and replace it with the truth. Um, that's a big thing, taking your thoughts captive, because the enemy works in your mind. You want to take those thoughts. As soon as they come in, you know, pray, God, get that thought out of my head. I don't want to think that. And uh, speak truth over your life daily. Um, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Speak it out. Proverbs is very clear about that. Yes, I love Proverbs. Yeah. I, if anyone out there, if you're looking for a reading plan, this is a very simple one. Read Proverbs. So Proverbs, 31 days. 31 days. <laughs> 31 yeah, Proverbs, chapters. 31 chapters. So, um, yes. That is Proverbs is one of my favorite books, followed probably by Ecclesiastes. And, you know, I said that's all I have, but you know what? I looked down. Here we are. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is my notes tonight. Yes. Uh, so you're asking how do we defend against the enemy's attacks, right? Yes. we got to put on the whole armor of God. Right? So Ephesians um, chapter 6, verse 10 and verse through 18. So this is quite long. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against the rulers and against the powers and against the world, worldly forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the evil day and having done everything, stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded yourself with the loins of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, which all... Prayer, petition, pray all times in the Spirit, and with this view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition of for all the saints. Mm -hmm. So um, today, I, I just got a whole thing opened up. So you guys don't have to bear with me. I just got a whole lot of things, uh, thoughts. But today, I was fortunate enough. I participate in uh, in a jail ministry, and today I was fortunate enough to go to the jailhouse and see an inmate um, and we and we had this exact conversation about putting on the whole armor of God and I told him I said the word of God is your weapon and I said you wouldn't go out on the battlefield without a weapon you're mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get chewed up and spit out right I said but there's a whole lot more to a weapon you know just like in the Marines they wear Kevlar helmets and they wear uh, plate carriers and they wear, ar you know, they wear armor, right? And there's a whole lot more to that armor than just the Word of God. You have to focus on your defense and your offense. Right. There's there's obviously, yeah. um, there's tools used in, in modern war, but, uh, you know, having faith, knowing the truth, mm -hmm. um Speaking the truth, like you said, speaking speak the truth, life, yeah. speak life, that, the, the that power works. of the tongue. Wonders. Um, but being righteous, you know, just all those things, all those different segments of the armor. And, you know, the thing is, if you forget to put on one piece of armor. That's your you, Achilles. You're as, 
you're only as good as your weakest link, yeah. right? So if you forget to put on your helmet, you now have let the enemy into your mind. Get a foothold in your life. Yeah. You, If you forget to put on your shoes, now you can get a splinter in your foot. So you have to put on the whole armor of God. You can't just put on some armor of God. you got to put on the whole armor of God. Um, but today, going back to that story, um, this individual is struggling with the people he hangs out with. And he didn't tell me this. I just, when I walked in, I could tell it. And I, I told him, I said, you have to be aware of what you are hanging out with because you are guilty by association, right? Yeah. And if you hang out with godly men who edify you and lift you up, you're undoubtedly going to become a godly man. It, it, it rubbing off, right? Even if you want it or not. Even know? if you want it or not, yeah. you're going to start picking up habits of godly men. But if you start hanging out with people who are slinging drugs, who are drinking, who are cussing, who are... It's going to be very difficult for you to not pick those things up. I'm not saying impossible. Yeah. I'm saying it is going to be an very uphill battle. You can't let your guard down. You cannot let your guard down. And just a single crack, just like in a foundation of concrete for any of those concrete pours, a single crack it can expand, you know, that ruin the whole slab. Ruin the whole slab. A single crack. So you mm. you can't let a single thought come into your head without taking it captive. You can't take you can't. It's a constant battle. It's a constant really battle, is. right? An absolutely constant battle. You can never let your guard down. So in the navy, we had these things uh, called a watch. And a watch is where you literally stand up and you you stand watch. You stand you stay up and you um, watch the things that are going on, right? And so everything, every military unit is got a twenty four hour watch. Somebody's always standing guard. You can never let your guard down. Because the enemy, don't you think the enemy is watching us to see when we are weak, when we have Definitely. no watch? When we, you know, that's when the, the enemy does not attack you when you're strong in a church, praising God and lifting up people and bringing people to Christ. That's not it's when God's... When, when he you, knows we're weak. At our, you, yeah. It's at night when you're alone in your head by yourself with no one there to hold you accountable. That's when the enemy attacks. It's just like on the animal network, um, you know, the... The cheetah and the zebras. Right? I love the animal network. I absolutely love the animal network. I uh, I hardly ever watch it. <laughs> but the last you, time I've watched it was a couple of years ago, probably. But if you ever watch um, National Geographic or any of those um, those shows, they always show the cheetah. The cheetah wants to get ready to eat and feed its cubs, and it comes upon a whole herd of zebra, and it knows it's outnumbered to the herd. See, the cheetah is smart. The cheetah doesn't attack the herd. The cheetah waits patiently to figure mm -hmm. out who's the weakest. And when the cheetah attacks, it doesn't attack the front fastest runner. It attacks the weakest one who's maybe sick, who's maybe... And, you know, the funny thing is, talking. this is, this is a call for all of us. You know, if the herd would just stay back and just stay with the weak one, the cheetah would lose every single time. But see, mm -hmm. the herd, they run away, and they separate the weak one. Now, this goes, you also have to let others know you're weak. You, need, you have to let them know your weak spots and be vulnerable about it. 
but uh, something so simple as leaving the herd and that zebra gets gobbled up by the, the cheetah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way. That's exactly how the enemy works, is he tries to pull you aside, get you by yourself, find you in your weak spot. He's not going to attack you that's when you're on fire for God. Yeah. yeah, he's going to attack you when you're starting to have those doubts. And if you let even just one drop of doubt get mm-hmm. into your mind, that, that opens up the whole floodgates. You know, so There's this one song I love. It's uh, by KB. It's called Doubting. And it says, at the very end, he said, I'm starting to doubt my doubts. Doubting the lies of the enemy. Starting to doubt the doubt. I love yeah, that. That's awesome. That's, but, uh, I, uh, I'm really glad that the Lord has showed us the way and mm-hmm. has put these people in my life so that I can unify and build up an army because, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like facing the enemy alone. And, uh, Not at all. Uh-uh. So I, I definitely, and Ryan, Ryan is a sole example. I, I text Ryan all the time, but uh, I text Ryan with struggles or things, and, and Ryan texts me back, and, and we bounce ideas off each other, and we, and we lift each other up. And that's, and uh, in the military, this is a cheesy saying, but it, it says, I got your six. And I got your six just simply means I got your back, right? And, yeah. Uh, I really think that Ryan has my back, but I really think that it's important to find somebody in your life, a few people. Plant yourself in a community. In a community yeah. that can have your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's all we have this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I feel like this has been a pretty good show. I think so. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Um, we want to hear prayer requests, praise reports, um, questions that you may have. Uh, please email any of those. We so, thank you for listening. Yeah, the unqualified commission at gmail.com. Again, we are seeking guests. We're seeking... Uh, and we have a few that are lined up. We just have to find the time. That's the that's the big struggle right now. Yeah, we, uh, as you can tell, our uh, weekly schedule is still weekly, but each day, <laughs> the day of the week, we... Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We, we, uh, yeah. We're at least getting a weekly show out. but uh, Between Sunday and Wednesday. We do love you guys, and we are very grateful for the individuals who have poured into our ministry. Again, we could not have done this without your uh, gracious giving. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that uh, we are giving you content that you enjoy and that you feel like this is good ground to plant seeds in. Yeah. Um, we look forward to what the Lord has for this ministry. I cannot wait to get into our new building and get new microphones. And I'm excited. Sound different in real life because I get told all the time I sound different in real life than I sound on the show I sound a lot higher on the show (laughs) these mics pick up highs from my voice Uh, but uh, we love you and we look forward to uh, letting you listen to us again this has been Corey Ryan this is Unqualified Commission Podcast